Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer. Grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to become the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to water cooler chatter, conference room banner, and job site small talk. I'm going to give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, toss out just a few random musings to get your brain gears turning. Plus, I'll offer up some thoughts to ponder on our walk with Jesus. Hello, hello, Daily Grind. Carla, thanks again for joining me in the middle of moving and all the other kind of stuff that's <laughs> going on. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It's Friday, July 28th. And on this day in 1540, Thomas Cromwell was executed Mm. at the order of Henry VIII of England on charges of treason. Yep. Don't be making a thing, man. In 1868, the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution was certified. Okay. Do you know what the Fourteenth Amendment talks about? I was afraid you were going to ask me that. Okay. It, um, it had yes, it has to do with citizenship. And uh, you're exactly right. Yeah, if you were born yes. in the U.S., you're a citizen, <laughs> and it granted citizenship to slaves and gave everybody equal yes. protection under the law. Yes, equal protection. Yes. <laughs> in 1945, a U.S. Army B-25 bomber crashed into the 79th floor of the Empire State Building, killing 14 and injuring 26. I've never heard that before. 1945. Me either. I know. In 1973, at the Summer Jam at Watkins Glen, (laughs) nearly 600,000 people attended a rock festival at the Watkins Glen International Raceway. In 2002, on this date, nine coal miners trapped in a flooded Quake Creek mine in Somerset County, Pennsylvania, were rescued after 77 hours underground. Oh, that's a long time. Oh. I bet it felt. Yeah, you want to know how time is relative? (laughs) I bet that felt like a month underground. (laughs) Don't you know? Oh. (sighs) July 28th is Buffalo Soldiers Day. Okay. Don't know any of those. Uh, yeah, it's observed annually on July 20th. It's National Hamburger Day. <laughs> All right. It's National Milk Chocolate Day. Oh, okay. It's Next National happened. Water Park Day. Okay. It's World Hepatitis Day. Okay. Yeah, I could do with my chocolate milk and hamburger without a side of hepatitis. Right. And it's World Nature Conservation Day. Okay. How about that? And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. There is a 90 degree difference between <laughs> crawling and climbing. Yes. There is. <laughs> yes. Marie, M- Marie Curie's <laughs> Notebooks are still radioactive, and researchers who want to view them have to sign a disclaimer. Whoa. That's crazy. 
the average wait in the waiting room at a doctor's office is 20 minutes. Hmm. I know. And they still tell you to show up 15 minutes early. Right. Exactly. Because you wait and then you go in the room and then you wait. Wait some more. You have a second wait. I don't know what that average is. So, hey, Carla, if Apple were to make a car, would it have (laughs) windows? No, of course not. (laughs) And we would all crash. So, not good. Not good. Why? Why is it called a building when it's built? Right. I don't know. That's a good one. You built a building, but you're building a building. And why is it? Yeah, I don't know. Here's another one that that bothers me, too. Why is bacon called bacon and cookies are called cookies when you cook bacon and you bake cookies? Right. Uh, We need some grandma Nazis to straighten this out. That was from another day, though. Disregard. (laughs) The youngest. No, it's okay. You can link all these together. It's fine. Um, When you... The youngest picture of you is also the oldest picture of you. Right. Oh, my goodness gracious. Or you could say the oldest picture of you is the newest picture of you. What? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. I got you. When you think about it, clapping (laughs) is just hitting yourself repeatedly because you like something. Right. Yes, That's it is. Of, I like this so much. I'm going to hit myself over and over and over and over. Think about it. <laughs> that will let everybody know how much I like what they did. I'm just going to hit myself repeatedly. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> the sound of your alarm is technically your theme song since it plays at the start of every episode. Oh, that's terrible. I got to get a new thing. You so. might want to think about getting a new one. <laughs> oh, need to work on that. There, there are people that you see every day that you will never see again. Yes. When you bite down on something, it's really not accurate because you are always biting up because you yeah. can't move your top jaw. It's the bottom one that's going up. And... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We never yeah. bite down on anything. We bite up on stuff. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but can I say that? I don't know if I can say that. I don't so... know because people would look at you like uh, give this person a special test. Get yes. them out of here. <laughs> do you mean bite up? Bite down on this. Do you mean bite up? What are you saying? You're the doctor, and you don't understand how my jaw works. The anyway, the only part of your reflection that you can lick is your tongue. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I'm not okay. advocating licking your reflection, but I'm saying if you were to try to, that you would can't be lick any part Anything of your reflection else. except your tongue. Okay. Um, you know, I think um, instead of saying that my shirt isn't tucked into my pants. I'm going to start saying that my pants are tucked into my shirt. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. <laughs> yeah, instead of saying, hey, your shirt's untucked. No, no, no. My pants oh, are tucked my into pants my shirt. Tucked. <laughs> my pants are tucked in. Oh. 
And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enrich your faith. And joining me again, finally, on Fridays for Sermon on the Mount is Maritza. I'm back. I'm back. It is so good to be back with you on the Daily Grind, Marty. Breaking animal news. Breaking um, animal news. I heard, a, I heard a news story about a police in Germany that were called to a house for a domestic disturbance. Uh-huh. Uh, and when they got there, it was a human having an argument with a parrot. Okay. That somebody thought two people were having a fight. How can you fight with a parrot? I don't know that I'd ever want a parrot. But if I did get one, I think I would only want to teach it how to say one thing. I would want my parrot to say, please help me. They turned me into a parrot. (laughs) That's clever. That would never get old. No, it wouldn't. Wait, what? (laughs) That'd be awesome. Like, did you hear that? <laughs> we looked at the Beatitudes. Jesus saying some amazing kind of things. Our culture is just getting so divisive and so tribal. I would look at verses 38 through 48 there at the end. I'm going to read it out of the message. In Eugene Peterson's The Message, this is kind of how he paraphrased that. He said, you know, here's an old saying that you guys need to take a second look at. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Is that going to get us anywhere? Here's what I'm going to tell you. Don't hit back at all. If someone strikes you, stand there and take it. And if someone drags you into court and sues the shirt off your back, gift wrap your best coat and make it a present of it. And if someone takes unfair advantage of you, use that occasion to practice the servant life. No more tit-for-tat kind of stuff. Live generously. You're familiar with the law that says love your friends, love your neighbor, and its unwritten companion, hate your enemy. But I'm challenging you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with, supple moves of prayer for then you are working out your true selves your god created selves this is what god does he gives his best the sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone regardless the good and the bad the nice and the nasty if all you do is love the lovable do you expect anything special for that Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. In a word, what I'm saying is, grow up. You're kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way that God lives towards you. Matthew 5, 38, 48, the message. Now, when I hear this, Maritza, I will tell you, and I watched uh, Invictus. I don't know. if you, Have you ever seen that movie? Which one's that one? Uh, Matt Damon. It's about the South African rugby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Where Nelson Mandela pulls together and he wants his team to win and they struggle. I love it. One, it's a great rugby movie and it's an incredible story. Nelson Mandela's 
biography, uh, A Walk to Freedom, is so amazing. When you think about it, and I love in the movie, they actually go to the cell. He was in prison for mm-hmm. 27 years. Yeah. 27 years, um, you know, for his political beliefs. And when he came out, it wasn't about retaliation or vindictiveness. It was about restoration and healing and hope. And I mean, his story to me just kind of speaks to what Jesus was kind of talking about here. Cause it's not like, Oh, Hey, you took my parking spot at the grocery store. No, it's talking about <laughs> people that are out to get you. Cause his audience when Jesus is laying all this stuff down on bear in mind, they're an occupied country. So, you know, the, the, the Jews have been conquered. The Romans are ruling them and a Roman soldier could force any person living in one of their occupied lands to work for them. So they had to carry their packs and they could come to me and say, you under Roman law have to carry my pack for me one mile. And okay. Jesus is saying, if, if your oppressor, your invader forces you to do that for them, go ahead and go and a second mile. Okay. Oh, it's like customer service. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's like do that little bit of extra. But they lived in a time and place where violence and retaliation were common. And they're this occupied people. And he is saying it's not going to be convenient. And, and this enemy soldier can make you do this thing. And you should go ahead and go the extra mile. And I think, wow, we miss it. Because it's not just like, oh, I'm going to make sure that your customer care experience was extra special. Uh, I mean, I think that's really good, but to me, it's more powerful. It's like somebody who's forcing you to do something against your will and you go, okay, but I will do more than you really tried to force me to do. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Well, you know, it's, it's funny though, because, or I guess I always think that something's funny. It may not be funny, but anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> it's actually, a, it's actually a very competitive way of thinking. If you, if you really think about it, because it's all like, okay. You, you, you slapped me, you did this, and oh, look, go ahead, go on the other side. Because it's like, by doing that, you take away their power. Because mm. you're sitting there going like, all right, is that enough? Did you get that through? You know, are, are you done? And it's, it kind of reminds me of, and I mean, I grew up listening, I'm hearing that eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, not the second part, just the what somebody does to you should do back to them. And as I've gotten older and I realize patience truly is the, the key. You and I both work in an educational institute and oh my gosh, there's nothing like an irate parent. And I don't care if it's for a youth or for a, an adult. It's just sometimes they have their moods and, and they will tear mm. you down. They will send it to you in an email. They will CC everybody in their mother and tell you what horrible person you are i will respond saying i'm i apologize for the experience that you had hopefully we can find a a solution and at no point john did i ever say like well you did this and you didn't do this and because there's no point there's no point of trying to to go back and forth and i actually really liked the whole eye for an eye and even the love your enemies the love for enemies uh, portion of, of you know this um, what you read and of course in the Bible it's just but it's hard it really is hard because the 
for me, the person that I am, I'm looking at that I'm like, I have I have so much to, to that I could say to you to <laughs> make you feel small, but I'm not going to because that's not going to give me joy and I'm going to end up regretting saying those things. So you know what? Go ahead. You know? Exactly. His audience to Exodus chapter 21, verse 24, Jesus is quoting the Old Testament when he goes, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. That, that law was meant to ensure justice, but it could also lead to just this perpetual cycle of violence and retaliation. And so Jesus is coming and he's going, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you all to a higher standard of love and forgiveness. And Maritza, I love how you said it. You really take the power away from people when you don't respond to that. And it's tough. I mean, I'm with you. I would rather deal with a hundred angry students than one angry mother. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, Absolutely. But, uh, it kind of, I know that this is actually like, a, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same story, but um, on my desk, uh, someone left uh, a note and it said, you had the patience of a job. And I go, what? And then I realized it's actually patience of Job. Yeah. And, I, and I said it out loud. And of course, my, my staff and they're just like, it's Job money. So they said, you have the patience of Job. And I go, that says job all day long. And they're like, oh, Marisa. So I had to look that up. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, man, all the trial and tribulations he went through. But still, he never gave up. And and again, kind of going back to the, to the beatitudes, to the beatitudes, you know, um, it's still you're still doing that you have to have patience for those types of people and and it's it's extremely difficult especially when they have attacked you or attacked people that you're protecting as well and you're like okay i understand what you're saying i because i think i think those things that jesus is you know talking he's you know turning the other cheek that would have that culture would have been a sign of weakness going the extra mile you're talking about a place where people they didn't have extra leisure time your day was consumed with trying to get things done so you you could live and survive the next day and mm-hmm. so it's more than inconvenient the major disruption giving when you when you're struggling to make ends meet you know giving to to others when you're going out that makes sense or to love your enemies would have maybe seemed impossible but i Jesus is not telling us to be weak or foolish. In fact, going back to the Beatitudes, when he says, you know, blessed are the meek. I mean, it really is that meek is not weak. It is, it's constrained power. And in a weird way, I like the way you said it. There's nearly like a competitive thing. When I let somebody make me lose my temper, I have given that person control over my life. Mm-hmm. And, and to, for me to, to say, you know, really Jesus is going, no, it's really about making a difference. And that comes through loving people and even the ones who have wronged us and the ones who don't, you know, helping the people who don't even say thank you or even want help. Yeah. Well, and the last, and the last time we spoke, we talked about that. That's when I said about charitable assumptions. Because oh. you don't really know, you don't really know what's going on. And when we react and it's, and again, I'm not saying that I'm perfect at this either. I mean, I, I take a lot, I, I take a lot of, of verbal when, or written or whatever, whatever mood the people are in, 
and they'll come at me after me after my department after people that I serve and I just sit there I'm like okay I understand and it doesn't mean that when they leave that I don't sit there and I'm like how dare they and I throw a couple of explicit words by myself and that I've cried and that I sat there and said man I should have said this and I could have done this and then I take a deep breath and I realize I go no because you know what I don't need them to have that type of power over me and the fact that it still bothers me means that they had that and so I try to I try to to say you know what it's done it's over and it doesn't matter what it, I don't know what they're going through I don't know what mm-hmm. they're going through why am I going to be mad and and attack somebody back when they're not even they're probably not even mad at me well yes and in fact I love that whole to make charitable assumptions about people it's hard to step back sometimes and I go yeah it is mm-hmm. um you know, because Jesus is his thing that he announces all throughout these stories in the Gospels is that, hey, the kingdom of God is at hand. Pray says, you know, God, let your kingdom come so that things are done here on earth the way they are in your kingdom. Because, you know, what what you desire and I think what for us is people who can live in peace and in forgiveness instead of divided and violent. Mm-hmm. Um, or hostile and unforgiven, it is freer. It is easier to live forgiving than Absolutely. it is grudging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being bitter and resentful against somebody, um, not forgiving somebody is like you taking poison and hoping it will kill the other person. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have heard that. <laughs> And, um, and it's a, yeah. it's, that's a, it's actually, I mean, um, no pun intended, it's a hard pill to swallow too, because, <laughs> because it, it's, it's true. It really is true. And I, um, I had a, I'm, I absolutely love my grandmother and, you know, may she rest in peace. And she had a lot of anger that she kept with her and she would have it all the time. And, and she'd bring up stuff that happened all the time and, and she couldn't let it go. And and I just saw how how hurt she was all those years. And as much fun, as much great memories as I had, I could see that on her. And when I got older, I was like, I don't, I mean, I got older. I mean, I'm in 40 now, but 41. Am I 41? Yeah, I'm 41. Um, as I've gotten older, I realized, I go, that's not a life I want to live. It is easier to forgive and to just move forward. Because I don't think that you ever get to move anywhere if you're stuck on something. I mean, mm. I mean, John, the the person you were five years ago is different than the person you were 10 years ago and 15 years ago and 20 years ago. I really hope that nobody ever judges me for the person I was when I was 16 because she was crazy, you know, or even 23, <laughs> even 30, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's true. And, and, you know, you have to forgive, you even have to forgive yourself for being the way you were. And that's why we continue to grow. And especially when we learn, you know, that there's more to that. And I know that kind of goes off. I mean, well, it's still on subject. It's, it's, it's having to be the bigger person and really understanding why you're, you're being the bigger person, not because you're trying to, to up somebody you're being the bigger person because it's just not worth it. No, it's not. 
And I think, and it takes the toll. I mean, like you said it too. I think, I think if you look at people that live in that, with that kind of, I can't let go of this thing. I'm angry all the time about something. I think it eventually takes a toll on your well-being and health. Absolutely. I mean, John, I have held on to stuff and I'm like, you know, I get angry. I mean, I get really, really angry and I, it's hard for me to let it go. But sometimes I sit there, I'm like, is this really worth carrying? Like, do I really want to carry this to me? I'd rather carry like happy moments and, and mm-hmm. love and, you know, more positive memories than something that is dragging me down. And for what? Somebody else may have already forgotten about it and I'm still loathing on it. Yeah, but it's not they, easy. It's not easy they, though. They say as you mature, what is it, you know, that when you're, uh, when you're, tw- you know, in your twenties, you know, uh, overly concerned about what everybody's thinking about you and in your thirties and forties, you kind of, uh, get to the point where you're, you don't care what people are thinking about you. And then in your like fifties and sixties, you realize that people aren't thinking about you at all. (laughs) (laughs) They were thinking about themselves. (laughs) Yep. That's a true statement. (laughs) And you expended all that energy on uh, for what? And for what? And for what? Yeah. And I think Jesus is even going, and don't play at it. You know, like, don't go, oh, hey, but I uh, I take care of my neighbor. Well, yeah, your sweet neighbor that you like. But what about the one whose dog craps in your yard all the time and <laughs> plays mm-hmm. on music? And, you know, that is where the call is. All of this stuff in the Sermon of the Mount, the, the beatitudes are challenging because they offer this radical vision of how to live uh, a life of peace and love in, in a world that especially like to the audience Jesus was talking to that is violent and divided but ours is that way too well and also like you know it says you know if you love those who love you what reward will you get when you think about that even making that statement saying well I take care of this neighbor the the nice neighbor now you're doing what is it tit for tat is that is that how that term is yeah and that's not that's not good because now you're keeping track which means you're keeping score that yeah. eye for an eye, tooth for two is, is keeping score. And it's a very competitive way of thinking. Now, I, again, I, I'm a competitive person. And so, you know, this version, like I said, eye for an eye, tooth for two, that's a competitive saying, I'm, I'm going to constantly be better than you in the essence of like, you did this for my eye, I'm going to take your eye. And you're just constantly doing this. And it's, it's foolish. However, when you make the comment saying, like, I, you know, chopped your hand off. And I sit down like, oh man, that sucks. Do you need this one too? It, it, it really is a power shift because you're sitting there saying, you know what, maybe you needed it more than me. And, yeah. and, and doing that, it actually helps, or maybe, maybe I'm just a positive person. I think no, that it also well, helps. No, I, I love, I love how I think, and I, man, I think you are on to something girl that, that, you know, it is, it's, you can be, even if you get out of, hey, well, I'm not going to take an eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth, but I can still keep score about, but I'll be, I'll return good for good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll return kindness for kindness. And Jesus is really saying, no, no, it's, it's, it's forgiving the ones that have wronged you. It's loving those that are different, those yeah. that ha- are hostile. I mean, and, it, and he goes, and it's so radically different and hard but it's the it's the way of jesus and it's the way to 
the kingdom, which is a way to a better world. So I, I love, man, that's, that's a great insight. I'm so happy to be doing this again with you. I know. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Thank you for carving out time and getting with me. And I will just wish on you and everybody listening, grace and peace. Have a great Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll see you Monday on the Daily Grind. See y'all. Bye.